Hey, it's great to be with you. Yeah, Good morning, I, the Tim. The sort of thing I should look up. When were you first elected? Yeah, I first ran in 2010, ser- started serving in January 2011. And before that, you had on your resume some government work in Franklin and Madison counties, county administrator, manager, that kind of work? I'm, I'm a recovering city manager and county manager. I've managed okay. two cities and one county, but really I'm a utility engineer. I, I started my, my career when I first got out of college. I'd worked for Georgia Power when I was in school. They grew up as a product of two Georgia Power employees, and then they went to work for Jackson EMC and, and moved around with them several different places. Got to, to uh, start off down in Gwinnett County. They uh, moved on up to the Nice District Office, which is now moved o- over, <laughs> not not in Nice anymore, but it's over the uh, close to Diamond Hill. So mm-hmm. the, uh, it's a oh, wonderful facility they've done there. Then I ended my career with Jackson EMC and Jefferson as the director of member services. Okay, and then into, as you say, administration at the local level, which I, and we probably talked about this before, but the perspective that gives you uh, now as a state senator and, and all these years in Atlanta and so much of what you do there obviously impacts folks in municipalities and county governments, and you're able to look at it from that perspective. Wait a minute, if we do this, it's going to force the city to do that, the county to do that, it's going to impact them in this possibly negative way. Talk about that perspective you have for a moment and how it impacts what you do and affects what you do legislatively well you know most people in their uh, household they'll make the best decisions for their household i'm a big fan of local government because it's local control the uh, when you step outside of your house you start looking the first thing you touch is probably a city or county government the uh and and you have as much impact in that or more so than any other government that you touch whether it be going on up to the state level or where she at at the federal level the, the big difference between local government and, and state government, what I've seen, is where we move that decimal place over. <laughs> yeah, a few more, few more decimal points and zeros at the end of those checks. Although, and, and, and again, we'll talk about your campaign for re-election here, but talk about what you folks do and will do, assuming you go back to Atlanta in January. The one thing you're constitutionally compelled to do every year is, is craft draft and pass and send on to the governor a balanced budget. You don't have a printing press. Uh, you don't have access to that the way they do in Washington. So you have to balance that budget every year. All the commas and decimal points and zeros still have to balance at the end of the day. That's exactly right. One of the things that I'm really proud of what we've been able to accomplish in the last 12 years that, that I'm almost complete in 12 years The uh, right now. When I look back when I first ran for office, the, the reason I ran is we had a congressman in the area that said either you're part of the problem or part of the solution. And I wanted to take my experience in local government and try to move that forward in the state and see if I could solve some problems for the people of Georgia. And what we were able to do was we were able to uh, drop our unemployment from, it was about 14%, believe it or not. Mm. Today, we have the lowest unemployment of any state in the nation. Said the uh, we're in an incredible financial position. And the great leadership between Governor Deal and Governor Kemp, the, uh, you know, we, we have moved this state light years ahead the, uh, and solved a lot of problems for a lot of folks. It's not perfect. You know, I'm an old 4-H'er, Tim, and one of the <laughs> things that, for me, the motto of 4-H is make the best better. And I've always tried to strive to do that, and that's where, for me, I really appreciate the, the support that I get from our local community. And, and uh, I, w- I was really pleased in the primary with what, how the election came out. One of the things that for me, I only run on me. I, I you know, there have been a lot of good people that, that have run for office and different things. For me, I want to try to make sure that uh, people understand who I am, what I do, and what how 
I'm going to represent them at the state capitol. Again, State Senator Frank Ginn in studio with us this morning. Frank Ginn, that's G-I-N-N dot com, uh, his campaign website. Uh, Among your priorities, grow jobs by creating a business-friendly environment. Any number of jobs already created in Georgia. Governor Kemp out there cutting a ribbon and putting a shovel in dirt someplace. Seems like every other day some jobs announcement. Uh, What is left to do toward uh, improving the business climate in Georgia? Well, one of the things that we'd love to do is keep continuing the, the hack attack and, and keep chopping on that income tax. One of the things that we, we've passed uh, income tax reform here in Georgia, we're dropping the rate, and we want to continue to do that. Anything you can do to become more efficient with the same tax dollars or less tax dollars, said as the state grows, a lot of people don't realize our state has grown tremendously in the last uh, 10 or 12 years. When we start looking the, uh, what I'd love to see is, is let's don't grow our budget. Let's keep our taxes down low keep the per- and keep moving that percentage of taxes that we pay uh, down lower and lower. We, we just, at the end of last session, we passed a bill to get it under, uh, I believe it was 4.5% at the end of the, uh, uh, that, that, when that bill runs out. Our goal is to eliminate no, the income tax. What about tax. that? I mean, there are those who wanted to eliminate the income tax yesterday. What about that? The, uh, well, we'll keep working it. One of the things that, uh, you know, running, whether it's a local government, the state government, or even, even the feds, and I can't talk about the feds too much because they print money like it's going out of style. Mm-hmm. For me, when I see what's going on with uh, taxes, what we've been able to do on the state level is keep lowering that uh, level down. For me, one of the things that you do that through better efficiency, and uh, I guess uh, some of the things that we've been able to do is, you know, our future is is getting people to work, get them well trained and educated, and we've put a priority on that since I've been there. One of the things, if you've got everybody working compared to what we had 12 years ago, when you had 14% unemployment the rest of us are paying those fees that that in unemployment cost and and taxes Mm -hmm. to provide services when everybody's working we're all pulling the same direction and we're going to be able to save money and, and save those people all of their tax dollars. Uh, State Senator Frank Gann, again, running for another term in the Georgia Senate, State Senate District 47. Quickly, and we'll head to break with this, uh, the district redrawn, the most recent round of redistricting, and, and it, it, it changed the shape, again, still serving about half of Athens-Clark County, but it, it reconfigured the shape a little bit. Uh, step us through what your district, District 47, now looks like, the geography of it. Well, as you say, I, I, I've grown a little bit more in Athens. One of the things that I, I lost, unfortunately, I had 100% of Barrow County and 100% of Madison County. They uh, still have 100% of, of Madison County, but in Barrow County, I was pushed uh, more eastly said they, uh, and, and lost about two-thirds of Barrow County. They, uh, I grew a little bit more in Jackson County, proud of that. And when I look here in Athens, it's great to be a bulldog and I did wear my game day shirt today. I, I want to make sure that all our fans are not going to wear orange. Whatever you do, when you're it, take off your Halloween clothes and, and let's everybody uh, wear red and black all week so we can support our dogs and squash those pumpkins this, this coming Saturday. And the man who has the job, the Republican incumbent in studio with us this morning, continuing our conversation with State Senator Frank. You know anything about this guy, Connell Scott? You bumped into him out there on the campaign trail at all? Well, believe it or not, Tim, I've known Canolis almost 40 years. Said the uh, Canolis was a uh, career plumber the uh, uh one of my best friends they uh had a dairy there in, in madison county the uh, uh he'd always be out there 
uh, around a dairy, I don't know why, but pipes are always freezing. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a constant effort to, to keep up with what's going on in that regard. But the uh, So, uh, you know, I, I, I've known Canola's, been friends with Canola's for a long time. Said one of the things that uh, got nothing bad to say about him, he, he's a uh, great servant. One of the things that a few years back when his father was alive, he was a World War II veteran like my father. Said the uh, and and uh, done a lot of things to try to help him along the way. So, the uh, you know I, I have uh, nothing but good things to say about uh, him. And you always say this, and you've said this over the years. You said it during the primary. I'm not running against that guy, whoever that guy, in a given moment having to be. That I'm, I'm running on me, and this is what I propose to do: and vote for it or vote against it. That's right. We, and you know when you look, I think people can make a decision at which way they want to go. The uh, the track that we are on is has been uh, steadily getting better. I want to continue on that track. I want to keep keep us moving forward. I want to keep the the improvements that we've done for people's lives. I mean, you know, uh, we focused on education. We're doing things for people's career to to move the, the uh, standard of living. And uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. I was watching the news last night and I saw a report that we were, I believe it was sixty something cents a gallon cheaper than in gas in Georgia because of the ability for us to roll back the tax on, on uh, motor fuel. That's some of the things that, you know, when we start looking, our quality of life is excellent. The, uh, we, we've got a lot of good things working in okay, Georgia. Okay, and we were talking with Senator Cousard about this last week, your Senate colleague in District 46. Okay, you haven't collected a nickel of state gas tax since late March. Uh, and aren't going to, and, and probably, I, I don't know, it's up to the governor and the legislature, but we aren't collecting it now, and I think we're supposed to revisit this in the middle of this month. You can't do this indefinitely. Senator Kalsert says you can't. At some point, the DOT is going to need the revenue. Well, in actuality, the DOT is not missing any revenue. What we've been able to do, because we have surplus state funds, is we're backfilling that, that void of about $170, $180 million a month is what that... Uh, motor fuel tax brings in with other state funds. And that's because everybody has a job and we're all working and pulling the same direction. You can't do that just with, with people taking unemployment, people not working. You know, we do have a, a state income tax, and that's one of the things that uh, we want to reward those people that are working. So uh, any way that we can do to, to lower that tax, to refund money to, to the Citizens of Georgia is what we want to do. Stacey Abrams, Democrat, of course, running for governor, and and again, as she did four years ago, uh, saying that Georgia needs to expand Medicaid, as allowed by the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Georgia refuses to do that. Now, that's a decision. She's, she's, of course, blaming Governor Kemp. That's a decision that's now actually left to you folks in the legislature, and you Republicans in the legislature consistently say no to this. Why? Well, you know, when you look, there's about a third of the cost of, of uh, Medicaid, Medi- Medicare, the uh, that is borne by the state, and that's a, that's one of those things that when we start looking, yeah, it wasn't always rosy as far as where we're at financially. Uh, we could do that this year, but how long could we sustain that? And because what, that's the argument, right? Well, the federal government matches dollar for dollar up to ninety percent or whatever, but that's only, as I understand it, only for a period of time, and then it's phased out. It's kind of like you get on the carpet, and then somebody's jerking it out from under you. You know, that's what happens. And and the federal government, they can print money. We can't. We have to have a balanced budget. And, and that is you, the fastest growing portion of the budget, is it not? Medicaid year to year. It is. And and when we start looking. You know, we've got a certain amount of priorities, and that's what our job is as legislators, is to put priority with the state budget. 
for me, you know, I want to invest in things that are that are providing uh, for our future. And that's really when we start looking at education. Go over there and walk around campus at UGA. Look at all the facilities that have been built. You know, people always ask me, they say, Frank, why do you spend so much time working with the university? I said, well, that's the only billion-dollar-plus uh, business that I have in my district right now. So for me, I'm excited to, to see what we've been able to do in education, whether that be K through 12 or, or pre-K, actually, on through 12. And, and um, after that, when I start looking at our technical schools, you know, it was really interesting for me this, this past uh, week. I was able to fly with, with uh, Governor Deal down to uh, Eastman, Georgia. To, Dodge County. To Dodge County. Said the uh, uh, Middle Georgia State uh, Technical School down mm-hmm. there has a great flying program. Uh, and it's one of those things. You know, we all want to be where we want to be. And, and the fastest way to get there is on a jet liner. So we teach people how to fly, and, and we teach you how to do air control and all the things down there. Speaking of which, and you know, I want to make sure I get this in because I'll forget, and you brought it up kind of there, uh, this business about flying. You have a daughter. She's all of, what, 24, 25 years old, who's already a pilot and now with the Air Force and going to fly for them. What, what's the story here? Uh, I'm going to tell you, me what's and my her name, wife first could not be any prouder. Her name is Catherine, okay. but uh, her nickname is Cutie Baby. And, and uh, I'm just going to show you a picture when we get a break the, uh, of her as a baby. And, uh-huh. and for me, I, we couldn't be prouder. Said the, uh, she graduated from UGA a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. the, uh, like her father, as an ag engineer. That's an agricultural engineer. Mm-hmm. The, uh, when she got out of school, she went to work for Honda Aircraft up in Greensboro, North Carolina, mm-hmm. the, uh, designing airplanes. I, I, I'm also an ag engineer. And I took nothing in aeronautics, but the, uh, she said, oh, Dad, they need just some good engineers. So uh, we were excited about that. She had gotten commissioned when she graduated, and, and earlier this year, the uh, Uncle Sam called her up to Del Rio, Texas, the Laughlin Air Force Base, mm-hmm. be training. And she completed her training about two weeks ago, and in, in the first step, uh, she got her wings. Oh. And for me, I was really lucky because she was she was back home for a long weekend with us about 10 days ago, and... Uh, couldn't have been more fun to, to get to see her and, and so proud of her accomplishments. I, well, you know, it's one of those things, and, and, and I've talked to people in, in, in all walks of life as they run to and sometimes win elective office. And one of the things they all almost always get back to, well, why are you doing this? Well, it's for the future. It's for, it's for my children. I look at my kid, and I want a better future for him, her, whatever the case may be. Uh, and I know those sorts of things probably weigh on your mind as well. You look around at other people's kids, too. You mentioned education and, and funding for education. Uh, Medicaid, as we said, the fastest growing part of the budget, the biggest part of the budget every single year, well north of 50 percent, 50 cents of every dollar, uh, goes to education in Georgia. What we want, what the voters are asking you to do is go over to Atlanta and, and arm wrangle and do what you have to do to bring back more of those dollars, not only to the University of Georgia, but Athens Tech. You mentioned technical colleges as well. Talk about that part of your job for a minute. Well, it is a process, and, you know, we're very fortunate here in the Athens area. We've got a great delegation. You know, when I start looking, and I can, I can brag on all of the members in our delegation. The, uh, you know, I, I, I share Athens in the Senate with, with Senator Kalser. He's my senior. The, uh, but when I look over to House, one of the things that, that uh, we've got Marcus Wiedauer, Houston Gaines, uh, now uh, Trey Rhodes, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm even going to compliment Spencer Fry because Spencer does a great job. Of, of representing his folks. And that's where, for me, it's a team. We can't do anything by ourselves. I tell people all over the state, if you live in Georgia, I'm your senator. 
If you live in the 47th district, you decide how long. And we've got to do things to, to work together. To, to, you know, the reason people hate politics is because they, they, they take it so brutal and just so aggressively. And to me, you, you got to work with people. Everybody has a little bit different perspective. And I'm fortunate to, to be able to see that in, in what we do at our state capitol. Well, you, you mentioned State Representative Rhodes from, I think, correct me here, I think Greene County, I think, right? Yes. Drawn into, effectively, a portion of Athens in the redistricting. A lot of fuss and bother about the redistricting, specifically at the athens Clark County Commission level. You were a part of that, Todd. Give us your side of the story, if you will. Well, you know, uh, I've been through two redistrictings the uh, in, since I've been in office. A brand-new freshman got into redistricting, and we were looking at Athens and, and uh, you know, there was actually, from what I can recall, almost a 20% uh, disparity in the population from one county commission district to the next. Well, you know, we, we always look at our commission the and uh, our elections as one person, one vote. Well, if you've got a 20% disparity in population, you got a problem. What's what's optimal? Something less than five, isn't it? Oh, it, it's we we try to get it less than one. Oh wow! Okay. The uh, and so when I, we looked at it uh, eleven years ago, one of the things that uh, we did not want to draw out any of the existing commissioners out of their districts. Well, unfortunately, if you look at Athens as a pizza pie, they all clustered right around five points. Mm. Had a lot of lot of commission uh, power right there at five points, and so. I learned my lesson. Said eleven years ago, we we did it as a pizza pie, and it's all coming together right there in five points. That leaves the outer sections of Athens uh, underrepresented or m- not even represented at all. What we did in this last uh, redistricting process was we we went out there and said, okay, let's draw communities of interest better than what we did, and let's don't worry about uh, where we're at. Let's let's try to make sure that. We've got the, those communities and, and better represented the uh, across the, the whole Athens Clark County. And again, and a ton of controversy associated with that, but that to a certain level goes with the territory. I'm sure you'd say a week away. Frank Gann, quickly, Senator Frank Gann, what's the rest of this campaign going to be like for you? The uh, run, run, run. Said so the uh, <laughs> you know from the top of the ticket all the way down. The uh, we've got to get people to the polls. For me. That's where voter turnout is going to decide who's going to win. And for me, if you haven't voted, go out and vote today. Today is a great day. You can early vote. Can't get any easier. Some of the things that we've done to protect the vote and, and make it more secure. I think that's what I'll try to do today. FrankGinn.com. That's uh, FrankGinn.com, the campaign website. Senator Frank Ginn, best of luck out there. Thanks for your time this morning. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.